Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes. Welcome to Rock Strikes Ten, the show guaranteed to always give you ten songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. How you doing again, Chris? I'm still doing well. How are yeah. you? We're in this marathon recording. Yeah. I'm doing good. The 80 from 80. Yes. We're in part three, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yes. Yes. We're not that far into it yet. Not that yes. far. And uh, if you don't know what's going on, then you're going to have to go back to episode 174 and start on part one because we're in the middle of a countdown. Everybody loves a countdown, right? Sure. And I, I love this one a lot. Right. The internet is full of lists. Yes. This show is a list. Yes. Every time. <laughs> All right. In the middle of the 80 from 80, Chris. Let's just keep on with the music. Uh, what is the next number we got up here? Number 60. 60? 60. All right. How are we doing on this one? How's your, how's, is your opinion starting to get up into uh, like more than it's all right? Or are uh, yeah. we, still, are we still not there yet? This is, I think the next episode is going to turn a corner. Okay. This one, but it's it's getting better, which, I mean, it's a list based on ranking sure. of my opinion of these songs, so of Ab- course it's getting better. Absolutely. But yeah, there's some good stuff on here. And we're going to start off kind of light. We're going to go with the ballad. Hmm. Uh, something that's very, very 80s by Air Supply called Lost in Love. Ah, yes. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's anything else to say then. No. Let's, uh, this is kind of a, a long time prophecy, I think. Yeah. Uh, Air Supply, that was the first inkling of non-country western played in my household as, okay. as a kid. I mean... <laughs> It's I, I, they're not so rockarola, right? But it was the first like, like I said, non-country band played yeah. in the house, so I really responded to Air Supply as a right. kid. I that's cool. I love the I, you know it's it's just it's just the smoothness of it all, isn't right. it? Yeah, they are pure pop. They are pure light FM. It's Air Supply, man. So let's <laughs> let's kick off the show like Chris said in in the in that mode. Lost in love.
There you go. Don't you feel better now? That was air supply. <laughs> That's a creepy voice you're putting on there. <laughs> is, that, is that your... Uh, hey, good looking. Like, we'll be back to pick you up later. <laughs> is that your late night DJ voice? Yes. All my right. Venus fly. I don't have a Venus flytrap sound effect. Or yeah. I know when Howard does the, the low yeah. voice on there. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a harmonizer. I could use one, actually. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, the great Australian pop duo there, Air Supply. Uh, probably coming to a town near you at hmm. your local casino. Right. And I don't mean to bash them by saying that. That's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, I would go see them still. Just yeah. to see like anything from 80 through 84, I'm in. Right, yeah, because yeah, this is one of those songs that you may not know who it is. I mean, I kind of... I, I know Air Supply all right. But you hear the song, you're like, oh yeah, that song. Yeah. yeah that's 80s. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah, between 80 and 84, they were the kings of pop, I think. Yeah. I honestly, like... They didn't have one bad single, and that that initial greatest hits. But I was telling Chris while the song was playing, I think they kind of punched your own ticket. That greatest hits album, and then they were kind of done, yeah. especially in the states after that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was that it was the new song, uh, "Making Love Out of Nothing at All," which was this massive epic Jim Steinman production. Yeah. Uh, who did he did all the Meatloaf songs and, okay. and Bonnie Tyler's uh, "Total Eclipse of the Heart." Oh, okay. I mean yeah. that stuff. Woo. Yeah. I mean, just epics. And then yeah. they did that. And I think the last song that I remember on that initial run was the song from Ghostbusters. I okay. can I can wait forever. Yeah. So cool. Get like a definitive collection of Air Supply. You're going to be fine. Yeah. One of the bands you suggest a greatest hits then? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a greatest hits band. Yeah. I hate to say it that way, but that that's how I am with it. Yeah. Um, I would. There's one called Definitive Collection. Go get that one. Oh, there is. Okay. And you get two versions of Lost in Love. Oh, if wow. you get that, you get the. The Australian single version that like predates this version of Lost in Love. Okay. So it was released twice, technically, especially in Australia. All right. And then it hit over here. Sure. So that's just the way it is. <laughs> Chris, what is numbers 59? 59. All right. Well, since we're on the subject of love, we're going to move into another love song. Uh-huh. Um, kind of the, an anti-love song, I guess. Because uh-huh. love stinks. Ah, uh-huh. By the J. Giles Band. The great Jay Giles band. Because yeah. I, I like the song, but it's it's really gimmicky, you know, sure. and it's it's goofy and it's silly and it's fun. But and they it, were they were kind of like that. Like that's yeah. what I like about Jay Giles. This isn't this isn't necessarily a novelty song by their standards, which is right. kind of neat. Yeah, <laughs> they were just uh, they just had that attitude about those things. Like they yeah. they have weirder songs than this. Like uh, a yeah. lot weirder. Yeah, songs. I'm not really familiar with anything else that. Jay Giles band have done. Have, would I have heard you, anything? You, you wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, Centerfold. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. That that's the other. Uh, Centerfold's bigger than Love Stinks. That's yeah. for sure. And uh, yeah. So, but great live band. They they kind of paid their dues as a live band. In the seventies. They had a uh, hit single in the seventies. Must have got lost. Hmm. And uh, but yeah, Love Stinks and Centerfold were like the big gotcha. songs. Uh, but yeah, of course you're gonna enjoy this one right here. Try. Uh, I'm sure you like a lot of us think about the wedding singer too. One of the great. Yeah. scenes of all time when he's just drunk yeah. <laughs> and he's really heartbroken yeah. and then you, you ruin a wedding reception with love stinks <laughs> i i remember i remember like looking at you I, we saw that in the theater together yeah i remember going oh man with the bank <laughs> that i was like oh this is gonna be a great scene <laughs> so yeah i i think about that now too i mean yeah. yeah i knew the song before that but you know i immediately go there right so here you go well jay giles band one of the great all-time lead singers and frontmen Peter Wolf and the Jay Giles Band. Love Stinks. Love Stinks. 
All right, there you go. From the album of the same name, you know what year it's from. That was the Jay Giles Band with Love Stinks. Fun stuff there, Chris. Yeah. And the fun continues. Does it? I, I hope so. Yeah. Um, okay, well, next up, we've already heard from Ozzy, but this is his former band at the time, Black Sabbath with Neon Knights. Ah, great one there. I like it. Um, and obviously I liked it better than the Ozzy song we had on, yeah, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good song. I can't really say anything that, I don't think it's remarkable, but it's a good song. Yeah. That's a good, good driving song. Yeah. The kickoff track from Sabbath's comeback album of sorts, mm-hmm. getting a new singer there, Ronnie James Dio in 1980. Little Neon Knights. Let's turn this one up. <laughs>
Alright, there you go. The kickoff track from Heaven and Hell. Black Sabbath with Ronnie James Dio and vocals there with Neon Knights. Yeah. Also a great version of Anthrax doing that on the Ronnie James Dio tribute album from nice. about a year ago. Go pick that up. Good yeah. stuff there. Joey's yeah. voice is very comparable to Ryan James Dio's, I gotta say. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not as familiar with the Dio version of Black Sabbath. Yeah. I don't think I've really listened to much. Well, I'm glad you said that, Chris, because uh, I really am. If, right. if you are of that ilk, uh, for those of you out there as well, yeah. uh, get Heaven and Hell, Mob Rules. Mob Rules is great. Mm. And uh, I really like Dehumanizer, too. I mean, there's only four Sabbath albums yeah. with Ronnie singing. That's a bunch. I didn't really like uh, the last, last one they did, which is okay. sadly the last thing he ever recorded. Yeah. I think that was just kind of, eh. But the, those initial three, Heaven and Hell, Mob Rules, Dehumanizer, those are fantastic heavy metal albums. Cool. I put them on any essential heavy metal albums list. Right. So, there you go. Awesome. Yeah, and... Neon Knights might be in my top five, but I don't know if it is or not. I never really yeah. sat down and did that. I yeah. know I think "Falling Off the Edge of the World" is like probably the greatest Sabbath Dio song ever, but yeah. that's that's for another show. Right. What do we have next on the list, Chris? Uh, next up is a song by one of my favorite artists of all time, but Ooh. I guess this song isn't one of my favorites of his, so it's kind of a little bit lower on the list. This is coming in at number fifty-seven on my list it's scary monsters and super creeps by david bowie ah yes like i like it but like when i was listening to them like all the songs together yeah i was like i like it but i like this other stuff better so i kind of just sat there in the middle of my list for a long time and it kind of stayed there that was one of those ones i struggled as to what song once again to put on there so i went ahead went with the title track from the album because it was down i could have either done that or teenage wildlife or fashion but I went with this. Yeah. So I think yeah. this place higher than fashion would have. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm with you on yeah. that. Like fashion, but yeah, yeah this, this song is better. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, here's the song that when David Bowie was doing that co-headline tour with Nine Inch Nails back yeah. in the '90s, this was a song they would always do wet on at every show. That's cool. And that totally makes sense in, in that yeah. style for sure. But here you go, the original version, David Bowie, Scary Monsters, and Super Creeps.
All right, there you go. The title track from David Bowie's 1980 outing, Scary Monsters, right there. Uh, also featured on that album, there's a guest spot by Pete Townsend on a different track. And the great Robert Fripp of King Crimson on mm. uh, most of the guitar there. I think uh, uh, Carlos Alomar was the other guitarist. But, uh, That's cool. Robert Fripp plays on the majority of the album as well. Hope you enjoyed that out there. Chris, what have we got next on the list? I just I just keep moving along because I just want I have to know. <laughs> uh, well, we've got a lot to get through. We're yeah. not even close to halfway done yet. Yeah, so. I love lists. <laughs> this one is I don't really think of the '80s when I think of this band. It's Thin Lizzy with Killer on the Loose. Yes, I like the song, but I don't like when I think of an '80s list. I know it's 1980, sure, but um, I don't really think of Thin Lizzy yeah. so much. And uh, pretty much as the I don't think they really put out a bad record. Yeah. I think. There was the, some of the 80s production was starting to seep in a little bit, but I don't think it hurt them all that much. But I mean, commercially it did, but mm. I, I I still don't think they put out bad records. It's just one of those things. I think they were people they kind of see it on the surface, like okay, well the 70s are over and we're listening yeah. to other things now. That happened to a lot of bands, and sadly Thin Lizzy was one of them. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, no, I totally get it. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to represent them on this list because they're one of the great rock bands of all time. Yeah. All right, here you go. Some Killer on the Loose by The Great Thin Lizzy.
Alright, there you go. From the album Chinatown, every major city's got one. That's actually, that. that's my two cents. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, the album Chinatown, 1980. That was Thin Lizzy. Killer on the Loose. Weirdly enough, we just played Scary Monsters mm-hmm. prior to this. Mm-hmm. That was produced by Tony Visconti, who had previously worked on the previous Thin Lizzy album prior to this, and he left the band he didn't, gotcha. he didn't produce Chinatown uh-huh. and people said the album kind of suffered because of it so oh, right. there you go so I, I guess obviously the reason he didn't work with Thin Lizzy is because he was busy with Bowie right. I, mean, I would assume so yeah makes sense so that's interesting that you had him back to back there and he that didn't even know why yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I learned this while we were listening to the song nice. so I, I like to throw those things out there I'll, I'll admit if I looked it up during the song. Okay. Sometimes I know this stuff off the top yeah. of my head, and, and every now and then I don't. Right. But uh, So yeah. if it comes before the song, you probably knew it. If it comes after, you probably found it. Maybe I should just make a point to do that <laughs> from now on, because that's usually when I look yeah. stuff up is during a song. If I do look anything up, right. most of the times I don't have to. But no worries. I'm qualifying because I... I putting myself i'm putting my ass i'm the one with my ass on the line chris you're getting very defensive you're out of order for no reason (laughs) okay oh what's the next song you okay yes i'm all right fine well we were going from killer on the loose to running free iron Iron maiden Maiden. yes uh again it's another fine song i'm just it's not remarkable and it's not my favorite of theirs you know yeah this was their second single ever I, oh, okay. I think I think right at the tail end of 1979 is when their first single came out, "Women in Uniform," okay. which should have been on the first album, but it wasn't because yeah. that's what England does. They put out singles and they don't put the songs on the album. Yeah, so frustrating. But uh, yeah, we'll make you buy the single anyway. But uh, what did you think of this song, Chris versus the Maiden? That you know, because the the Paul Diana records they do kind of stand on their own. The first two albums, yeah. this one and Killers, yeah. and I love those records too. Yeah, but. Obviously, you can hear it musically in there. Uh, I don't know how much you've heard of the Paul Diano stuff, but uh, how how did you think his vocals suited the music? And, and most people say that they did a better, you know, they did better by themselves by getting Bruce in the band to be the singer. Oh it yeah, took him to the next level. I think Bruce is obviously he's the sound of Iron Maiden. He's what I'm used to and what yeah. I think of when I think of the group. And I thought that, like you said, musically this is Iron Maiden, yeah. but. As vocally, it's good, but it's not iconic. I right. think is the best way I can put yeah. it. I, I and I I like Paul Diano's sound. It has that great kind of pub rock, and with a little bit of punk aspect. Yeah, and I that's what he brought to the band is that right. kind of underground. A lot of the underground credibility sure. mixed with the metal and and prog leanings. Honestly, right. as to what they were doing, that that's what makes them one of the great bands ever because they took all these different styles. Steve Harris will never admit to the punk influence, but he's wrong. Right. Um, but yeah, it's what makes that first album so, yeah. so fun to listen to. So I recommend a top to bottom listen to this album for sure. Cool. Some Iron Maiden, a band that you're going to see a lot of imaging in, in your trips to Japan because sure. they're very big over there. Yeah. Some Maiden Japan there. Right. This is Running Free.
little running free there featuring Paul Giano on vocals. And I think I could do the lineup here uh, for that album because it's a little different than what it became even mm. even on the next album. So I know Dennis Stratton is the lead guitar player, and he that was the only album he did with him. Okay. And, of course, Dave Murray and Steve Harris on bass, of course, and Clive Burr on the drums. Mm. And uh, the, the lineup would change slightly on the next album. Okay, that was the cool. first recorded lineup of the band. They had like there's this family tree you can go look up that's ridiculous. Back when they used to be a band called Smiler back mm. in the seventies. Yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. But uh yeah, those main docs that they have out, I learned a lot from those. So yeah. go check out the early years docs and then they have all these different parts now that coincide with the full concerts as they right. put them back out on the D V D and stuff like that. That's cool. Great sets to pick up. Yeah. Highly recommended. Go get some maiden some more maiden in your life. And I can attest to the fact that you did not just read that while the song was playing, even though that fact came after the song. So. Yes, I was yeah. staring him in the eye. <laughs> I didn't even look it up in advance. Yeah. So you've already mm. broken the rule that I just set. Yes. So that's cool. And on that tour, Iron Maiden opened up for Kiss all through Europe. And they're the only band to have ever opened up for Kiss uh-huh. and then headline over them later. Really? Really. Right. Maiden well, is the I can only buy that, yeah. Because it's, by 1988, Kiss isn't as big, right? But they go and play Monsters of Rock in Europe, and they're like, yeah. I think they're like third on the bill or something. And Maiden's headlining right. all of those Monsters of Rock shows. So they did the Monsters of Rock tour where Maiden closed the show every night, yeah. and so that, that makes sense. Yeah, interesting. Most all, all most Kiss Army nerds know that, and I'm one of them. So, but I, th- I always think it's a fun fact. Yeah, and that's what yeah. makes Maiden one of the greats. Awesome. Let's move on, Chris. All right. Let's move on to Motorhead. Ah. With the chase is better than the catch. Yeah. And this is another one of those instances, like we brought up when we talked about the Blizzard of Oz album on one of the previous parts. Yeah. This is off of an iconic metal album, Ace of Spades. Yeah. I'm not picking Ace of Spades. Right. I'm going to pick something else off of Ace of Spades. I just wanted to see how well it did. Yeah. Motorhead is Motorhead. We love Motorhead. Yeah, and so. le- like you say, Motorhead is Motorhead. So yeah. their songs, I mean, yeah. they put out so many songs. They're, yeah. At a certain point, some of the songs, except for the few that stand out, they kind of sound a lot you know, similar. And so I always know what I'm going to get, yeah. and they never let me down. Right, it, yeah, exactly. That's a better way to put it, I think. Yeah. Her, I like Ken Mills also, um, as he says about ACDC, I think Motorhead... Uh, is applies to the same thing. They make great rock and roll cheeseburgers. Right. <laughs> so yeah. here's a great rock and roll cheeseburger for Motorhead with the chase is better than the catch. I don't 
Ace of Spades album. Chase is better than the catch from the motorhead. God, I at some point, hopefully at some point, I can go on the motorboat. That would be oh, yeah. that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> I love that name. Oh yeah, like I said, whoever is doing the marketing, yeah. somebody earned their paycheck that yeah. day. Because what else could you possibly call a motorhead crew right. instead of the yeah. motorboat? They yeah. would have completely failed if they had not yeah. done that. I imagine that entire boat smells like alcohol and cigarettes and sweat man sweat yeah you're yeah. Just, the rollins thing yeah you remember the rollins bit where he's talking about uh we're on this little propeller plane going to yeah. a festival and it's I, I get the whiff of alcohol and man sweat and tobacco yeah. and, and motorheads on the yeah. plane yeah. And yeah, this sense. has happened it's 9 30 <laughs> in the morning um 
But yeah, like, uh, man, I, I don't know if I've said this on the show, but I, I laughed about this with Nola, like, to no end. After the, I was kind of, I was really sad that I didn't go get to go on a motorboat last mm-hmm. year. But the best part is, like, you know, we went on the Kiss Cruise, like, hey, here's our picture with the band. Of right. course you're going to want to show that off. Yeah. But the funniest part about motorboat, you get a picture with Motorhead, mm-hmm. and at some point they're probably like, can we get some chairs in here? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's them sitting in chairs with, like, two TV trays with beers on them. Right. And you're standing above them going, yeah! yeah. they're like, <laughs> hey! <laughs> and Nola was joking that they probably had a moving sidewalk. Right. Where you just stand on it and they're sitting Nobody there. Move, like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it, even with that, I, I could never get mad at Lemmy. Right. <laughs> like, how could you? Yeah. Even with that kind of a mail in, right? All right, all fu- all fun aside, Chris, are we keeping with <laughs> yes. the fun? All fun aside, yes. Uh, well, yeah, I think we're keeping with the fun, but we're completely changing styles with this one, as nineteen eighty does. Yeah, so I think that happens a lot more as we go along this list, just completely like shifting. But this is Prince with ah. "When You Were Mine." Ah, yes, one of his first great singles, I yeah. think. Uh, still had a ways to go before they were just like home runs yeah but we're getting to like if i can use a sports terminology you know comparison sure he singles and doubles as we get started on the first couple of records right, you yeah. know like first album i, I want to be your lover is like that that's a home run yeah when you're mine is definitely of course it's a single but it's one of the standouts yeah. of this album and i can go on and on about prince oh you know what i okay geek rant time for a geek rant Chris. all right i do this like once a show and sure. I, I i don't want to force it uh-huh Tell you what, I'm gonna tease this. Let's enjoy this Prince song, All right. and then we'll come back, and then I'm gonna. They were gonna, I'm gonna get angry. I'm gonna get angry. All so right. for now, let's let's let's. This is a wistful Prince song, actually. Yeah. It, it's it's uh it's, yeah. it's very on the nose about the fact that he was cheated on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so little when you were mine by Prince.
All right, there you go. When you were mine. All right. Bone to pick with Prince right now. Okay. I, I could talk about other things to yell about Prince, but All right. this week. Oh, like right now? Something that he just did? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, did you see my rant on this on, on, on the uh, Facebook? I think I missed that one. So Prince is putting out a new album this year, which is great because he put out two new albums last year. He was mm-hmm. back on the ball. It's like, watch, he's going to start putting another one out every year, just like he used to. Yeah. Not that he owes me anything, but a Prince album every year, I'm a happy guy. Sure. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that new band he has is just amazing. Third Eye Girl, they're, yeah. they're, they're good without him, but you throw him in the mix and they're a great band now. So new Third Eye Girl Prince album coming out. Um... Only gonna be on title. Yeah, you you give me mm-hmm. this. Yeah, title. Does anyone know about title? No, they don't because they're not paying twenty dollars a month for Jay Z's music streaming subscription service. Was oh, that what that is? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker. Uh, he got <laughs> this. Uh, you know, and 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 he's putting it on this thing like, oh, this is real artist friendly. It's sure not fucking fan friendly, is yeah. it? Because uh, you're paying a subscription service for the for the privilege of listening to high quality Jay Z, Kanye West, and Madonna records, and yeah. and, and, and Prince is title only. He pulled all of his stuff. I'm not even a Spotify person, Chris. You know okay. me. Yeah. I don't. I'm not that big a fan. I'm glad that people use it and get yeah. turned on to stuff, and that's what it's for. That's what I it's use it for. Not for dicks like me that have a thousand, <laughs> you know, like five thousand CDs that are going to encompass my my body. But I get Spotify. Yeah. But he pulled his shit off of Spotify for title. Yeah. Which. I mean, that's. I'll play a little devil, devil's advocate here. I mean, that's. It's a business decision. Like oh. they, Jay Z needs exclusives, so okay. that's a get. That's a good get. So the check know? he's cutting to Prince is worth doing this to his fans. I don't think he's thinking about doing it to his fans. Mm. I think he's thinking about the this new thing that he feels is is artist friendly. And yeah. so, I mean, better than Spotify, who I guess he thinks. Well, you don't make any money free. on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, that's what I mean. People that people that need publicity should only be on Spotify. Yeah. That's my opinion. And okay. Prince isn't really. I mean, this isn't the first time he's had trouble with the internet, right? No, well, no. He used to be very pro fan with his internet yeah. actions because he would sell directly to the fans and mm-hmm. he wouldn't overcharge them. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. And it's a physical product, Chris. I know I'm one of the only dicks that still buys a physical <laughs> product, but I, I, got, I got news for you, Prince. You can have the best of both worlds here. Yeah. There's this new invention out called Pledge Music. You know, and there's a U.S. equivalent. I always forget the name of the U.S. Mm-hmm. version, but Pledge Music, where you can get guaranteed sales from your hardcore fan base. They're buying the album before you. You don't even have to have one note recorded, right. and you can say, "Hey, I'm over here now," and would you like a new record? Because if you do, you pay ten dollars. I'll send you a CD or twelve. Let's say twelve, even hmm. ten dollars. You get the download, which is the thing nowadays. Right. You want the physical? It's a couple of bucks extra. Some people are cool and have ten down the thing, mm-hmm. download and CD. Right. So the best of both worlds. Anybody just wants to have it on an MP3 can have it. Anybody wants a physical can have a physical. Guaranteed money, yeah. guaranteed sales. Yeah. You realize, fucking, you know, the Mister Pledge Music Ginger. Mm-hmm. He goes on there, and he gets five hundred and fifty-five percent of his goal. Yeah, that's over a hundred percent, obviously. Right. So he made good money doing that. Was it, is it like Kickstarter for music? Kickstarter, thank you. Okay, yeah. I I can never remember Kickstarter for okay. some reason. It's the same thing, All same right. principle. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So think about this: we love Ginger, yeah. and Ginger's the man. Sure. 
but he's 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 a cult rock and roll hero. Sure. What do you think somebody like Prince is going to do if they go on Kickstarter or Pledge Music? You think they're going to make some money? Well, yeah. yeah. You think they're going to get guaranteed sales, $10 a pop? How many Prince fans are in the world, Chris? There's millions. Yeah. We, I know because he's sold millions of records yeah. on majors. So let's even drop that off to one million. If you saw one million pledges, right. that's bankroll. Like, sure. that is that is that is money. And then you, you get the best of both worlds. You get the best of both fans. Sure. So, so why isn't he doing that, Chris? I don't know. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I think it's dumb that he's putting it on, what yeah. is it called, title? Title. Okay. But let me ask you I'm this. I'm not even going to spell. Let me ask you I'm this, I'm not even going to spell it because they're not getting pub. Okay. Okay. How much is a subscription to title for a month? 20 bucks a month. Okay. Well, now they're doing discounts because it's failing. Right. Like, I, I know I know a guy that got, uh, he was on like third man's mailing list yeah. because Jack White's on there too. Okay. And they're like, I got like the discount rates. Like I'm still not doing it. Like no. they they don't have, they don't have the variety to justify sure. twenty dollars when you can get a serious subscription for less when you sign up. Sure. And pretty much pay twenty or under your entire run. Sure. And have that variety, which title does not. But let me let me ask the question. <laughs> it's twenty bucks for a month of title or less. Sure. How much would you pay for a new Prince record? I would, I mean, like, I think that they should be fair, and the average rate right now for CDs, physical CDs, sure. are honestly anywhere between 8 eight to $14 on right. Amazon. So, for the price of two records, you'll get the Prince record, and... But I don't else? really get it now, do I? But it's the download. It's, it's, yeah. it's a thing in a cloud. It's right. a thing in a cloud, Chris. It's music. Yeah, yeah. But that's like, for me, to me, that's just like hearing it on the radio. Wave of the future. I, wave of the future i don't have i need it in my hot little hand chris i'm 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 kind of with you for me personally i've kind of i don't really need cds um unless it's there's some i don't really yeah because i don't really want cds anymore and i'm not you know me i'm not into ipod but computers break down sure ipods die yeah you know this stuff this is art I okay. agree. All right. <laughs> That's. Okay, I think this, are... this is a whole other episode. Right, the halftime show is over. Because I, I agree with you. Like, I like the CD. I like to have the physical thing. I like the book. I like open. I like to open the cellophane and open it up and look yeah. at the pictures and the yeah. things and everything. Yeah, I, I just don't do it that often because I don't want to take up space with it. You know. Yeah, I understand the space issue too. I'm just saying, like, he could have it both ways. Sure. And he's I agree. not doing that. I agree. And I think. He's wrong. I mean, uh-huh. I can't believe that there are more people doing Kickstarter pledges. Like, yeah, you got to kick over percentage, but when yeah. did you not have to before? And you're That's kicking true. over lesser percentage of those places because they treat it almost kind of like Amazon. Like, yeah. what does Amazon take? Like, what do you think? Twenty yeah, percent? They've sure. taken twenty percent of your of regular ass people. Yeah. Then let's say they do that to the artist. Yeah. But it's totally reverse on a major. Yeah, like it's eighty twenty probably if if, if you're if you luck out yeah, probably so he could have the best of both worlds with physical products and streaming services, instant downloads and physical products. Okay, I just don't understand why not only why Prince isn't doing it, but why almost every band in the world now is not doing yeah. this because people are still going to steal records. Yeah, but at least you got those guaranteed sales. Yeah, you don't even worry about shipping out to Best Buy because like those count as sales, but. They're not really sales until someone buys them. Right. I don't feel like they are. Yeah. Anyway. Different philosophies, I suppose. Uh, Prince, you're wrong. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you don't... There's things that he just does not get, Chris. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care that he's not a presence online that yeah. much. He doesn't, he doesn't owe me that. Yeah. But if you're putting out music, I'd like to be able to hold it. 
and and if you knew if you remember what it's like to be a starving artist and being an artist in the 70s and 80s you should mm. damn well remember all that shit anyway right. sorry <laughs> all right halftime show is done is it let's get back to the music all right we're a little bit past halftime at this point we sure, got, sure we have two songs left we don't do anything conventional on rockstar's town <laughs> Uh, well, this next one has no relation to the previous song. It's Dragon Attack by Queen. Oh, good one. Good bass yeah. line, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I picked this, once again, off of a very popular album called The Game. A big record for them in 1980. Let's just put it this way, Chris. By picking Dragon Attack, I did not pick Another One Bites the Dust <laughs> or Crazy Little Thing Called Love, just to name a couple. Yeah. It's a big record. Yeah. See, so. I like that because I mean those songs are pretty iconic, and those probably would have placed higher. Sure, maybe. Sure. Uh, How could you deny another one bites a dust? Yeah. I've heard that song a million times in my life, yeah. and I'm still not sick of it. Yeah, it's yeah, one of those songs like you shook me all night long. I never get sick of those songs, Chris. Right. But I, I like that you didn't go with that, so you can get because I'm not as familiar with Dragon Attack. I don't own the I don't own the record. So. Yeah, yeah. Good heavy song that is kind of needed on an album that has like experiments and uh, they they went rockabilly for one of the first times ever and oh, they yeah. went disco nice. and you get this great heavy song in the middle of it dragon attack so for those of you out there turn this one up here you go Yeah. 
I'm definitely once again, Chris. You're my best friend. You're my you're my brother. I'm not picking on you. I I probably would have put that in my top twenty. Okay. Maybe maybe with repeated listens, it might have been. Maybe uh, on yours. Yeah. Um. But there yeah. you go. A little dragon attack. Yeah. I like I said, I like the song, and you know, I said I think that there was a turning point in the next episode. I think it's kind of here, yeah, actually. Like I think I, this is kind of the turning point, especially with this next song. But I, I don't mind you putting it there, because yeah. now it makes me go, what's next? Yeah. And I have... See, I didn't have as much of a connection with that song as I do with a lot of these ahead of it. Yeah, that's Like, fine. a lot of the ones coming up, I do actually kind of have yeah. sort of connections to. Once again, that's the reason why I'm doing this. Yeah. So, And yeah. like I said, I just want to make a, a massive point, once again reiterate that i'm not picking on you no it's fine but we can disagree on what we think is good and yeah. i can tell you why i'm right <laughs> for myself yeah you know there's some greatness there queen i uh, i believe i believe this is still fact the only band where each separate member of the band uh solely wrote a number one single in that's, their own right that's cool i don't think that ever that didn't even happen with the beatles yeah um Yellow Submarine was never number one? I don't think it was. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. I I think when it comes down to, like, soul... But yeah, soul credit is the thing. The, okay. the thing that gotcha. I was really getting at. And I think that's what makes it even extra interesting. Yeah. Is that every guy had one soul credit on a number one single. That's cool. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I can't name them offhand. I want to say Brian Mays is crazy little thing called Love. And John Deacons is another one, Bites of Dust. Freddie is probably for sure... Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. and I can't think of what Roger Taylor says. Oh, it's We Will Rock You, probably, maybe, or something like that. But yeah, every one of them wrote a number one. That's awesome. really super cool. Very cool. Oh, and by the way, uh, Brian May was in the news, uh, guitarist of Queen. Brian yeah. May was in the news the other day. That Mars thing that's been... Uh, oh, no, not the Mars thing. That Pluto stuff? Yeah. You know, Mars kind of out... Out, uh, out, Gussied it, and then... Out, Gussied? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Like, ah, fuck all. Um, Mars kind of stole all its thunder the other night, but that Pluto stuff that was coming down a few weeks ago, you know, all those pictures Yeah, the flyby, yeah. That's Brian May's team. Like, I saw something about that, yeah. yeah. Brian May, uh, Chris, was already going to college for astronomy yeah. before Queen was Queen. Uh-huh. Uh, but after, you know, lately, he's gone back and gotten, like, he's a doctor now in, in, cool. as, in astrology, so... Astronomy. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need a doctorate in astrology. You can just look at the stars and say yeah. you're gonna you're gonna die. Yeah. I'm leaving that in. I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> do another edit on this uh, run. I said it. I said it wrong the first time yeah, too. Yeah. I know the difference. I work in a goddamn <laughs> bookstore. Okay. <sighs> but yeah, so Brian May was part of that whole Pluto thing. For that, that's his team of that's cool. uh, of astronomers. Nice. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that was that was a pretty big deal. I'm pretty into space and astronomy and stuff and so yeah. it's a pretty big week yeah so good job out there dr may yes all right next song chris next song the last song on this the third part of our countdown the 80 from 80 this is number 51 and it's a good one it's the zoo by scorpions oh scorpions yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, I like it a lot. And it was used by a, a wrestler in ECW, Mike Awesome, so I think that's kind of what got it into my head. Yeah. It's like one of those iconic things. Yeah, and the ECW version was a great cover version uh, by Bruce Dickinson, yeah. actually. Speaking yeah. of Bruce from a few songs ago, we talked yeah. about him, but uh, that's a great cover. Go look that one up, too. Yeah. But uh, for now, you're going to enjoy the original version from Animal Magnetism. 
This is a perennial favorite on Rock Strikes 10. We almost can't go like three episodes without playing them. <laughs> so here's the Scorpions. <laughs>
there we go. Closing off this part three of eight. Yes. The 80 of 80. And that was The Zoo by the great Scorpions. Great album there, Animal Magnetism. Go get that. One of the great, those fun album covers. The little uh, kind of tawdry, lowbrow album covers that they were known for. Yeah, yeah what would, um, Chris, what would, what would you say is going on on the album cover of Animal Magnetism? Um, it, it, it's very suggestive of, I don't know. Um, <laughs> this isn't nearly as fun of a cover as Love Drive, honestly, yeah. with the bubble gum stuck on the tit. Right. <laughs> but, it's, this is more suggestive, and I'm not sure what it is with the dog there, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather not say. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, on that note, we're gonna we're gonna sign off for this particular part of the eighty from eighty, starring Chris here. Please join us on part four and all other parts, or the parts you might not have heard. You go backwards. You can Tarantino this list for all I care. I just Don't want you to, to hear all them all. the parts. Yes. So go to rockstrikes ten dot cnjradio.com. I don't think I did any of that at the top of the show. No, think you did. Um, so yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm really into this list. I really want to get to it. Apparently. So yes, rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com with all of the episodes and the links to the Twitter. All of the parts. Facebook. All the parts. Yes, we found all the parts. Just like Cheap Trick. Yes. Uh, they haven't shown up yet on the list, so I'm curious no. where uh, they're going to show. I know they had an album out they in 1980, so somewhere. stay tuned. We haven't heard Cheap Trick yet. We haven't heard... Uh, let's uh, Alice or Kiss or anything. Mm-hmm. Like that. We, we got some of that to come. Some of the favorites mm-hmm. and then some uh, weirdos are also going to be around too. I'm sure. So <laughs> favorites and weirdos. Yeah, favorites and weirdos. There's a, there's a podcast. Yeah. All right, someone else go do that. All right, no, actually, no. I have all subsidiary rights to that. It's a property of cnjradio.com. All right. <laughs> oh yes, and by the way, since I'm just completely melting down here, I'm remembering <laughs> as I go. Extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for supplying the awesome outro song. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for all additional information and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Until part four, see you on the next one. Have fun. Bye.